Welcome to Thought Bubble with Jay. I'm your host, Jesse, a corporate analyst, side hustler, and an advocate of creating good intent. So let's burst those thought bubbles and turn them into convos. Let's speak our minds and dive into the nitty gritty of it all. Whether it's mental health, adulting, creativity, faith, and life in general. Join the conversation by using the hashtag convos with Jay for your comments and suggestions. And oh, hitting the subscribe button is greatly appreciated. Thanks for listening. Welcome back, everyone. This is Jesse of Thought Bubble with Jay, and we're shifting gears and bringing you back to the Sunday Salad. It's been a while since I did a solo episode, and it's kind of refreshing, I guess, at least for me, to be able to talk to you again in a more intimate level, I would say. So yesterday, um, me and my friends went out for a picnic. If you're familiar, if you're from Singapore, then you are probably familiar with Marina Barrage. It's an area here in Singapore where you can do a picnic and kite flying. We didn't fly kites yesterday, but it was so much fun, you know, being gathered and just relieving our childhood memories. And we also tried this challenge of just speaking in Tagalog in our vernacular, and boy. I kind of felt embarrassed not to be able, not being able to speak for like the entire minute um, in our vernacular. And, you know, it's something that I should reflect on. I mean, I love the English language, but part of me felt like I should be able to speak in my vernacular language for a straight minute without any English word or anything in between or a filler. But so yesterday, I didn't really think it was going to push through because it, it's been the weather has been crazy here in Singapore for the past several weeks. It's been raining the entire week. And earlier yesterday was, man, it was pouring hard. And I thought, you know, it'll be canceled. But around four, four-ish, Mr. Son decided to show up. And finally, we made it to Marina Barrage. So we were out there with so much food. It was so much fun. We had wine pork, bread, and a lot of chips. So it was fun. And then we ended up around 9 p.m. And we took the train. And this is the interesting part that I would like to share with you because from the train, we had to board a bus. It's it's a seven-minute, it's a seven-stop uh, ride to my block where I live. And so I have this app where I can check how many minutes it will take for a bus to get to the bus stop where I was in or I was waiting. And it says seven minutes or eight. I think that was eight minutes. And I was looking at the app and then I kept on refreshing it, hoping that, you know, it will eventually change into a one minute. So I was just I kept on refreshing and refreshing, and then I was looking around and thinking, what else can I do within seven minutes? Should I walk around, go to the next bus stop and wait? Or should I go to McDonald's, which is right behind the alley where the bus stop is? Or should I just stay still? And I was in that state. I was frantic. I was, you know, I kept going and refreshing back the app and waiting for the bus to arrive. And it kind of dawned on me how impatient I am. I hate waiting. I think all of us have a hard time dealing with waiting. And last night was sort of, uh, it was 
it was a you know it was a familiar scenario for me every now and then we will have to wait at least in Singapore we know exactly the timings of the bus of the train the transportation system here is pretty efficient for some weird reason last night while I was waiting for the bus to arrive it was it felt like it was the longest seven minutes in my life and as I when I finally reached home I was thinking why was I so impatient I mean it has always been like this right all Seven minutes is a small fraction of time, small fraction of the hour, of an hour. But I, why was I so impatient? And then I realized that for the past several weeks, I have been that state of being impatient. I have been um, having bouts of sleepless nights because I am currently waiting on something that I am still waiting on to get clarity. And... It's hard. I've been talking to these friends and my accountability partners about what I'm going through. And every now and then I would be by myself and I would think that, okay, you just have to wait because good things happen to those who wait. And, you know, there's a reason for this delay. And I knew that by heart. I know that when God places you in a situation, when it's promised you this breakthrough, you just have to trust him and have faith that it will eventually pan out the way that he prepared it for you. But then I I still have, you know, I, I tend to worry a lot. I overthink. And I was just going back and forth as, and rehearsing how it's going to pan out. What is it going to be? What will be the outcome? And the worst case scenario, which I think a lot of us do, maybe not on a daily basis, but at some point in our lives, we have been a victim of being in a position that we are waiting on something and overthinking, analyzing every angle and seeing, trying to figure out and dress rehearsing or mind rehearsing, what's the worst thing that can happen? What will happen if, you know, there's this delay or if it doesn't happen the way I perceive it to be? So that's where I am right now. And I posted this on Instagram the other day because I think a lot of people are in the waiting season right now. And sadly, like, in the Philippines, I just heard that it's, you know, they're back to ECQ. And for a lot of people who have plans this upcoming week of the holidays, it's going to be so hard to deal with another season of waiting for the restrictions to be lifted. But I know that's for a good reason. And I hope that eventually the the curve will be flattened just like what we have here in Singapore and I do have high hopes for the Philippines for the situation to be a lot better but when it comes to season of waiting we have different ways of dealing with it and you know I, I posted this question of what are you fervently praying for and what are those that are still left unanswered when I was meditating and doing my devotions I and doing my journal I you know, the word patience kept coming up. And I know that's God telling me to just trust him and have faith and just be still and, you know, try to surrender what it is that I'm praying for. But as human, I have this, you know, my default state is to succumb to worry and to stress and doubts because it seems like the easy route. I am not sure if you feel the same way, but it feels like it's my it's your default go-to. Even though you don't want to, but it's like, okay, I'm waiting on this. I don't know what's gonna happen. There's so much uncertainty. And then I would just worry. I would just doubt. And 
eventually fear of what's bound to happen and bound something that's not bound to happen. So with that have with with those thoughts in mind, what our next step would be is to manipulate, right, the the situation to work in our favor. And I'm not saying that's entirely a bad thing, but sometimes we are so eager to rush into getting what we want instead of doing the waiting season or adapting to the timeline we tend to push our way to get what we want but what even doing so we are only pushing our way further down to a road that will lead to nowhere i've had several of this um that i can think of where and i I was supposed to wait, but then because I was so eager to find out what's going to happen, I rushed to it, or it, and then eventually it failed. And similar, when I'm watching something, right, I would, I would immediately like fast forward, press fast forward, or press forward, just so it will lead to the climax and to the middle or the conflict part of what I'm watching or what I'm reading, and go up to the end to know what's going to happen. But life doesn't work that way we will be forced to wait at some point. The question is, what do we do in the season of waiting? So I've been saying this quite often to friends that I'm I'm currently reading this book, Acres of Diamond. And then there is this line that struck me. It says, we miss out on opportunities to grow because we're so eager to hightail the easy road instead of saying, of staying planted. And I was meditating on that and I realized that that's absolutely true. When we are so eager to move on to the next phase, even though there should be a waiting um, time for us to get to that phase, we miss out on that opportunity for us to grow in that season of waiting. We always choose what you know the easy role, whatever is shiny, whatever is enticing, because. We think that that has promise of a breakthrough or that has promise of something that will give us success. But what if in the season of waiting, when you stay, when you remain rooted and planted and you navigate through it with wisdom and with faith, what if that's an opportunity right there that will lead you to be stronger, to be smarter, and to fully surrender and seek God? more. Before we dive into further, I'd like to share with you an article that I've read from Fanolo.com back in 2018, and it talks about the psychology of waiting. They they mentioned three points that kind of stood out for me because like in, in the in the customer service environment, right, people hate queuing where you know waiting is the hardest part, especially when you are when we talk about long wait times. But if we look at the psychology of waiting, we can better understand how companies can actually make their phone queues more efficient and feel a lot faster than they actually are. So this is what they said. It's uh, The first point is perceived wait times feel longer than actual wait times. It's kind of confusing, but let's just go ahead and try to dissect. So imagine you are in a mall and then you are queuing for a bubble tea, right? And it's a very long queue. And you know exactly 
why there is a queue. It could either be it's a very popular rubble tea or it's really good or there is some sort of like uh, a promotion that's going on. That's why people are queuing for it. So let's say we ask the people in the queue and this question, would you wait in line this long for bubble tea? And I bet you that the answer would be no from each person. Then the follow-up question would be, what would you wait in line for? I'm sure that the answer would be that there was very little that would be willing to wait in line for. And I personally can't think of anything at this point if you ask me, what are you really wait, would wait in line for? So according to MIT, uh, from, from that article, the psychology of queuing is more important than the statistics of the wait itself. So we think that we've been staying in line for longer than what we really have. So if we are saying queuing, that example of the bubble tea, and we are waiting in the queue, there would be this perceived wait time that it is the, how, the, the time that we are waiting is actually longer. But if you think about it, the pace or the actual wait time is shorter than our perceived time. So for customers, when we are waiting, how long a line seems to be the problem, right? That's that's how we're seeing it. It's it's a very long line that no matter how fast the actual wait time is, our perceived time dominates and we think that it is not moving. And that's exactly how we feel sometimes, right? When when I, I talked about that I am in the season of waiting. Um, been in the season for several weeks now, I think over a month. And in my timeline, if I look at it, right, it's way too long. And I, I'm overanalyzing and dissecting every step of the process as to what could possibly take this, you know, what could possibly be the reason why this process is taking so long. So I am manipulating it and overanalyzing it and stressing over the process, not realizing that there is an entire process that I have no visibility of. And I may not know this, but it could be faster than how I thought or perceived to be the time it is taking for the process to, to push through. But what I'm looking is the time that it is taking for that process to work on my favor and if we if we take a little bit deeper when we are asking and praying for something and waiting on god to to come through for us let's say a promise that he has given you we might be waiting for let's say a, a week a month or years and you know we're, we're asking god why is this taking so long you know we're counting on our personal timeline and want you know asking god to be on board on that timeline and deliver what he has promised but what we don't realize is that is our perceived time and we think it's longer but god is saying no the actual time in my time it's definitely shorter what could be one year for me for you could be a year a day in god's timeline so that's a really good point that, that, that this article made is that perceived time feels longer than the actual wait time because we're looking at the queue. We're looking at how long the queue is, how, lo how many prayers are left unanswered. But we're not, what we're not realizing is that God has a different timeline than ours. And what could be long for us is actually way faster 
from his end. So bottom line is trust the process. There are things that are beyond our control, beyond our visibility, but only God has that control and he has visibility and his timeline is certainly definitely not our timeline. The next point is occupied time feels shorter than unoccupied time. So the example that they gave here, you know, as a child, when you go on road trips, right? So we have, as a kid, I remember you have, you know, we all have this short attention span. So a travel time of four hours could feel like a lifetime long. So my, my father, I remember before he would bring me to work trips and we were on the road and then he would do something like uh keep me occupied by giving me something to play around with and in doing so the time seems doesn't seem like a drag because if, if i would just stay still and wait for four hours then it'll be so boring right it, it would feel as if time is dragging so perceive wait time feels longer than actual time that was the first point right but this one if we are occupied, right? If the, the the time that we have to wait, say let's say four hours to get to, let's say to a certain city or to our destination, it would feel shorter than the unoccupied time. So, um, if from a customer service standpoint, if we're offering customer the option to be able to do more while they wait, then they wouldn't feel as though they are waiting long right? It doesn't feel like a time wasted. Now, for practical application, let's say right now, I'm in the season of wait, and I'm sure you are too. So the question that we should be asking ourselves, what are we doing as we are waiting? I think one of the things that I realized during this season of wait is that God definitely has his own timeline. His timeline is always perfect, right? And it's impeccable. But on our end, we have to actively wait there should be wisdom as we wait and i think that's important to capture because as i mentioned earlier if we just gonna if we're gonna dwell on the time that we're waiting for something to happen we are gonna miss out on the opportunity to grow so while we're waiting the question that we should be asking ourselves is as you wait what are you doing all right are you making something productive during this time during the season of wait i think when we talk about delayed gratification, when we talk about season of waiting and being active as you wait, God would really want us to grow in that season. And one of my friends said that maybe the reason why you're still waiting or in that season is because God is teaching you something or he would like you to grow and learn something from the season so that he can prepare you for the time that he um are able he is now able to deliver what he has promised or that he is that you are able to receive what he has prepared you for so whether it's a job opportunity um a, a promotion or a business venture that you're waiting an answer for question is while you're waiting for that to happen what are you doing how are you occupying the time so that the unoccupied time feels shorter good questions to ask ourselves right the third point they made is that customers are more willing to wait for personalized service i love this because the example that they gave is the canadian fast food retailer wherein 
for the people who are queuing, they showed transparency and personalized service by letting them see how their burgers are being constructed at the assembly bar. So it gives them the opportunity to select their toppings right on the spot. So it's like Subway as well, right? But, you know, it's it's a brilliant idea because when they can see the work being done for them, they tend to value the service more and they are more willing to wait longer for it. In fact, even having the mere appearance that something is taking a long time to make makes, you know, the customer think that the product as a service is worth the wait. And for practical application, I think this is how God works. You know, God will let us see that and has proven to us time and time again that it's always worth the wait if we will entrust our lives unto him, if we will just be still and remain planted and rooted to where we are while seeking him and, you know, having this and building this relationship with him. It's, we can see it. When we talk about assembly line, right, an opportunity to be, to have a personalized service, I would think of it as us seeing how God works at the lives of others or in the lives of others. When we see how people waited for their breakthrough and it may took them months, years even, but God delivered, well, you know, God delivered his promise, his breakthrough for them. And that would make us realize that, okay, we just have to be still, to remain planted, to actively wait and build that relationship so get, that we can get to know more of him and realize that it's definitely worth the wait. You know, as I as I talk more about this season of waiting, it's more of like reiterating to myself that, Jesse, you just have to be patient because there's a reason why you are being allowed to wait a little longer for that per- for that breakthrough. The question is what it is and it's up to us to find out it's it's a personal journey but i am sure and i assure you that there is definitely something that is valuable as you wait on god as you wait for his promise to come through for you and you know it's it's hard Really, I'm not going to lie that I've had bouts of sleepless nights going back and forth, asking people, my accountability partners, going back to the Word, reading my Bible, journaling, and always ending up with the question, why is there a delay? And the, the answer is always, be patient, be still, stay rooted, and seek more of me. That's what God will always tell me. And he would always say that I have everything under control. You just have to trust me. So that's what I'm going to do. and. You know, I wrote this on Instagram that even though when we look around, nothing is happening, even though we don't understand exactly what's going on, even when this kind of sound a little bit poetic, but even when the land seems barren, right, we just need to keep sowing, we need to keep planning, we need to keep digging because God placed you in the situation because that's exactly where you should be. So we should stay rooted. and. You know, if others are calling it quits, giving up and, you know, lifting their hands up and say, I surrender, there's nothing I can do. Stay kind, stay faithful and keep trusting, keep believing that what you're waiting on, that's going to be worth it. And even when there is so much delay, even when the breakthrough is not coming, quote unquote, yet, keep 
believing. You know, it's it's common that when we are placed in a situation, our initial reaction would either be to either fight or flight. So I hope that you will choose the latter, which is to fight. And another thing that I would like to leave with you is that, you know, create, create opportunities out of these uncertainties. Because like what I said, we might miss out an opportunity to grow in the season of weight. So that's you being active as you wait when you do seek out for opportunities and create them. Even there is so much uncertainties. So let's make the best of what we have, what we've got. And I know that there is a bigger plan for all of us. It may not seem like that right now, but I assure you that there is. So thought bubble the for you guys is to ask yourselves, what are we willing to queue for? What are we willing to wait for? What are things that are burning in our minds right now? And you know, what are we waiting on for? And what are we doing in the season of wait? So I hope that this message resonated with you. If it does, do share it with anyone or a friend of yours, a family member who might be in the season of wait and is in the verge of, let's say, you know, giving it, giving up or, you know, calling it quits. I hope that you um, will inspire them and encourage them to just keep on believing, keep on digging, planning, and to actively wait because something better, a lot better, and a breakthrough is bound to happen to them. I just believe that. So I hope that you're having an amazing weekend. There's still a few hours left for Sunday. And, you know, just keep safe. I know, the, especially in the Philippines, a lot of people are getting infected. But I, my prayers are with you. I hope that you will continue to wear your mask, wash your hands, and please, please practice social distancing and be honest with your results. If you are feeling sick, please go to the doctor and have yourself checked. So I will talk to you again on Wednesday for the creative check-in. If you are feeling generous, uh, please do share with me your feedback. Go ahead and um, subscribe. Go to the Apple Podcast. If you are happy with the uh, with this episode, give it a star or stars, plural. And I would truly, truly appreciate it. So thank you guys for listening. I will talk to you again soon. Bye.